this is Thoughts Become Things. With each episode, we'll help you reach the highest creative potential that God has for you. With your host, a teacher, life coach, a dream coach, and motivational speaker, Jeremy Lopez. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another podcast of Thoughts Become Things. I'm Jeremy Lopez, and welcome today, folks. I hope everyone is having a wonderful, blessed morning so far. And, you know, people ask me, like, why do you do your podcast on Wednesdays? I love it because it's hump day. You know, don't you think about that for a moment. It's hump day. And what that means is if you've had, you know, if you've had a bad week so far, the first of the week, maybe this podcast will change it around to be a little bit more positive and a little bit more better for you. And if you've had a good week so far and you get to this middle of the week hump day, this podcast, maybe this podcast will just take it up another notch to even take you a little higher into a better place of joy, right? And so I love doing them on Wednesdays because it's the time of the day, if you think about it or the time of the week in which we're deciding it really is this going to be a good week for me or is it going to be a bad week for me because it's halfway through right and most of us always use the phrase like we've had a bad week so far we get to Wednesday we're like oh my gosh the rest of the week's got to turn out good right you know we sort of have that subconscious thinking in the back of our mind and I like that because it's it is it's sort of like a challenge of choose you this day whom you will serve mentality it's like choose you today of Do I want this week to continue to be bad or do I want to shift it to be good? And so I love doing them on Wednesdays. I really do. And I hear from many of you. I hear from a lot of you who will email the ministry or you'll send a, you know, a, um, a message, you know, on our Instagram or Facebook. And I love that because the truth is a lot of times we find ourselves, you know, at a place where, you know, we want to know if, if you like what we're talking about. You, we want to know if you're, you know, interested in, in hearing more of what we're talking about in this podcast. And so I'm really honored and thrilled to be a part of this with you guys. I really am. This is nothing more than a journey for me. You know, when I look at other ministers, prophets, evangelists, you know, teachers, motivational speakers, whatever. The main thing I've realized is we're so busy, you know, sometimes always saying things such as, you know, like encouraging people and, and, you know, almost like to the point where we're so projected outwardly that we forget to incorporate a little bit more of our life, you know, that we're still a part of humanity. We're still a part of people, you know, um, the energy really is just one. And so if you really think about that, it's like, you know, I don't like to sit here and sort of project an image or project a message to you guys that I'm not a part of or I'm not I'm you know that I'm not sort of associated with because we're all attached we all are, are entangled for lack of better words as the word science uses entanglement I love that uh, you know we're all sort of one in Christ and so because of that you know I'm one of you guys like I love for you to be part of my journey on what I'm learning what I've lived out uh, throughout the years I've traveled the the entire globe speaking and and you know to people and conferences uh, and, and, and businesses and gosh, all my life in churches, my goodness, I've been to so many churches, it's not even funny, hundreds of them, you know, throughout my life. And I'd even dare to say thousands. But yet, on the other hand, though, here I am. And here you are. And I love this because we're all joined together at the hip, right? We're all joined together at the hip in Christ and just making life a little bit more spectacular, a little bit more fun, a little bit more exciting. And that's what I want to bring to you guys today is a little bit more exciting. And I want to talk to you guys about today, basically, how to sort of tell what atmosphere we're in, if our atmosphere is actually where we should be. And I'm taking this from my series that many of you have have downloaded this 
series or you've ordered the book series, which I really highly, highly, highly encourage you to do. I think it's like $39 or $49 or something like that to buy the paperback books or the downloads, whatever. But it's called Finding Your Place series. Finding Your Place series. And the reason why is because I wanted people to be able to know where they belong, um, um, why they belong there, you know, to really understand a little bit more of Am I in a good place? Am I where I need to be? And it's really important that people begin to really search out and dive in to understand that because we, we really need to know, am I in the right place? You know, am I really in that right place of where I need to be? And, uh, and by the way, it's called Finding Your Place Combo, not series. Finding Your Place Combo. But actually, it's three books. It's, it's the main book, uh, the study guide, and then the workbook. And you guys would really like it because I jumped into the idea of of you guys sort of studying this out to where you're not just reading a book, getting knowledge and figuring out you know, like where you belong and what's supposed to be done, but that you're actually able to write it down and sort of think it through. And that's why I incorporated a study guide and a workbook because I wanted you to be able to write out your life, your journey, you know, where you are. And to where you can process it yourself to say, is this where God wants me to be? And if you think about it, you know, you guys know me. I'm a huge component for law of attraction because law of attraction is so biblical. Like as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And I, and I dive in so many scriptures from Genesis to Revelation to pr- prove to people that our thoughts do become our things. And, and being a positive thinker, biblical thinker, having the renewed mind of Christ, it makes a difference, folks. It makes a difference, you know? And, uh, and it does change your life and it will sort of bring forth a little bit more of your expectation of what is in your heart because what's in your heart is what's going to appear on the outside of your body, right? I mean, it's just, it's a known fact. And so when you understand this concept of biblical principles, then you sort of have a little bit more of hands-on of your life, right? You have a little bit more hands-on and when you have a little more hands-on your life, then you realize you don't just leave it up to chance. You don't just say, oh God, run my life completely. I'm not going to think. I'm not going to, you know, bother with anything. Just run my life, God. As if God's going to come down and just control you and run everything and not even give you a say-so when the Bible says, come and reason with me. Make your petition known to me. In other words, don't come before me empty-handed. Bring a petition. Bring a thought. Bring an, under- bring an understanding. Bring you know, some type of creative idea. Tell me what's going on in your life. I mean, God does not want you to sit back and be quiet and have you hear Him and, and just be quiet. He wants to have a conversation with you. And this is where I think a lot of people within even Christianity as a whole is very um, not understanding what prayer is and understanding what conversations are with God because God doesn't want you just to hear him. God wants a conversation with you. He wants you to talk back to him. You know, he doesn't, you know, no one on this planet would sit here on the phone for hours while you're just, you know, yapping on the phone, talking your ears off and you're like not even open your mouth before long. They're going to be like, are you there? Are you still there? Are you listening to me? And do you have any comments to say on what I'm saying? Do you agree with what I'm saying? Do you like what I'm saying? And so it's very important for people to understand that you are called to engage in your life. You're called to create in your life. You're called to have a say-so. You're called to understand that you are here to carry out a mission. And so does God care what you think? Yes, God cares what you think. 
And so that's why the whole power of sons of God mentality is so prevalent and strong today because, you know, throughout the world we're hearing these messages because we are sons that have been raised up to say, hey, you know what, I can think about things. I can have a dream and a destiny and I can imagine and I can, you know, see visually things in the spirit realm and I'm going to, I can cause manifestations of this stuff. I mean, that's why the Bible says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as is in heaven. So there is a possibility, a guarantee, if you, you know, like the Bible, if you believe the Bible, then you, there's a guarantee that thy kingdom will come and thy will be done, right? And so that's the understanding that you need to engage in your life, in your own life. The problem with most people is we're too busy engaging in other people's lives by what they believe, what they don't believe, and running everybody else's business and running the show, and we're too busy doing that that we don't even pay attention to our own life and you disrespect yourself right because there's nothing more to be important than than understanding awakening of who i am awakening of what i'm doing awakening of of carrying out a mission and having a vision and a purpose w incorporated within that destiny because if not i'm disrespecting myself i'm dishonoring me as a vessel of god really dishonoring it by not carrying anything out throughout my life so really if you think about it, there's not a legacy you know, there's not a legacy, but we want to be able to leave a legacy that our kids' kids will be able to look at and say, hey, you know what, I remember when my grandfather, my grandmother, you know, my great-great-grandfather, you know, did this, because we're here to create, you know, uh, whether it's naturally spiritual inventions, you know, new technology, or and, and or, I should say, advancements in the kingdom of God, to where we birth forth something new in the earth of a fresh new way of revelational understanding of God's word. And so that's the key thing here, right? So you're called to do something. And so within this series of Finding Your Place Combo, I wanted to be able to bring this out to where people could understand exactly where they need to be. And so when we talk about atmosphere, let's talk about atmosphere just for a moment. This is what I want to focus on on the podcast is when we deal with atmosphere, we're dealing with asking yourself the question. You know, one of the, th one of the books I'm asking, I'm writing on now, which I did, I wrote a while back on, you know, um, manifesting God's will in your life. And I brought, presented this understanding uh, within that book of not being afraid to ask questions. And I think sometimes many people are afraid to ask questions. God knows they don't want to question God, right? When God says, make your petition known to me. In other words, come and reason with me. That means come and talk to me. Let's talk this thing out. You know, uh, I'm not here to talk to you. I'm here to talk this thing out with you, right? And through you and, 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 and everything else. And so when you're understanding your atmosphere, you have to ask yourself the questions. And that is this. Is the atmosphere right now around me? Is it actually showing me something? Is there something within this iron sharpening iron atmosphere that I'm in, whether it's my family, my job, where I live in my neighborhood, or where I'm located geographically, or the situation I'm involved, you know, the leadership position I'm, 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 I'm in, or the job position I'm in at my desk or on the field out there. No matter what it is, you have to ask yourself the question of in the spiritual atmosphere that I'm in, is there something that I can take from this? Is there a natural piece of knowledge that maybe I still have a massive yet. You know, a lot of times people will say, I got into this job, I prayed and prayed and prayed, and I got into this job, and Jeremy, I just don't understand it. It just, you know, I, I don't know what to do. And and so I said, well, first of all, you know, and they always uh, um, allude towards, you know, I must, I must have missed God, but I pray about it. I must have missed God. And I said, first of all, let me say this to you. Number one, 
God will put us, everyone on this planet, he'll put us in peculiar places, places that will make us feel uncomfortable, because you shouldn't be in places that are uncomfortable. You should be. Everything is not about comfort and luxury and making yourself feel all warm and fuzzy and good, right? That should be an inward part of you, not an outward part of you all the time, right? No matter if you're in a bad place in your life or a place of non-understanding, you should still be at peace inside of you. That's why it says he'll give you the peace that surpasses your understanding. He doesn't say he'll give you the peace that surpasses your atmosphere around you, right? So your atmosphere around you sometimes is going to feel uncomfortable, and it needs to. Your atmosphere around you sometimes needs to, you know, um, needs to show you some things. And so if you're at a place where you're like, but I prayed about it, and now I'm in this really weird situation where I don't understand this, that's a key thing. You grab your understanding. What if God is training you through your atmosphere to learn to have an inner peace because the atmosphere around you for so long in your life has dominated you. Hello? Or maybe what if the atmosphere around you actually is trying to get you to learn a new genre or learn a new career or learn something that you need to incorporate in your life and whether it is for that job in particular or maybe it's for something 10 years down the road for you. See a lot of times we think we're so spiritually minded. And I hear a lot of Christians, you know, they'll say, oh man, I got the mind of Christ. I'm so discerning. I'm so, you know, uh, high up on this high horse spiritually. And I'm just so, ooh, and ah, and I can discern and I can prophesy. And, you know, and to me, I'm like, that means nothing to me. You're not impressing me. Like, it literally means nothing to me. All your oohs and ahs and your spooky spiritual moments, because the truth is, when I look at you and I think, and you're still suffering, and if you're in an environment that's not happy for you, you go to pieces and you start binding the devil and you start going you know all crazy and praying and hundo shundo and everything else not being making fun of that because i pray in the spirit but it's just the understanding of like oh brother you know because whatever happened that spiritual side of you and then you throw it into the warfare side and, and you want about to say you know what if you just take a chill pill and just realize you know instead of instead of talking the talk why don't you sort of walk the walk and in other words why don't we just sort of be us and just realize that you know what i can be i can be spiritual because the truth is, folks, everybody is already spiritual, right? I mean, everybody's spiritual because everybody has a spirit. And so the truth is everybody... Now, I'm going to say something that you guys need to understand. Everybody on this planet has a spirit. So that means that they are a spirit in a human body. So when we say, are they spiritual? Here's the key thing. Yes, everyone on this planet is spiritual because everybody has a spirit. And this is why this is where religion 101 has trained you so wrong because everybody is spiritual because everybody has a spirit, right? If they didn't have a spirit, they wouldn't be alive. Now, is everybody awakened to the spirit realm that they should be walking in? No. Big difference. And so when some people act like they're more spiritual than others, the truth is you can't be more spiritual than others because everybody is spiritual. Everybody has a spirit. But you can be more awakened in the reality of what you have and who you are. Yes, you can be more awakened in an area. But when we get into, let's say, Christianity and people say, well, I'm more spiritual than that person. No, you're more knowledgeable than that person. Because the truth is, we both have an equality within spirit because we're both spirits. And so we both can be just as spiritual 
In other words, in the sense of having a spirit, but it doesn't mean that, that one or the other is not more awakened to understand the knowledge of how that functionality works in the spirit realm, because maybe we don't understand, or, you know, because maybe we've been in that place where we've been in more prayer, or maybe we've been in that place where, you know, we've lived longer to begin to experience more within that journey of that, right? And so that's why I'm not turned on by, you know, I'm more spiritual than somebody else, they're less spiritual than me, you know, all that religious jargon that really I like to say it's just religious garbage because the truth is if we if we learn to get all this stuff out of our system and quit being so religious about it then we'll realize hey you know what let's just enjoy the journey God's called us to to be caught up in the spirit and enjoy it and just live it out right you want we don't have to come and like ooh and ah and all this other hocus pocus stuff let's just just live it out if God shows you something in the spirit realm just live it out you don't have to go you know write 5,000 books on it and tell the whole world about your amazing spirit spiritual journey. Paul didn't. Paul came back. Paul came back, which, which no offense folks, but nobody's greater than Paul. I mean, come on. Paul, one of the greatest apostles ever, you know, um, was, um, was amazing. And I'll just say it this way, he's freaking amazing, right? Because he was just freaking awesome, right? He was. And, and, you know, and because he was like, he got caught up in the third heaven. But when he came down, he didn't all ooh and awe with everybody. He's like, man, I just saw things I just, I can't even explain. I can't even explain what it is. And nowadays you have people who are caught up so many times and they're like, oh, I can explain to you everything about it. And I'm like, really? Well, the greatest apostle couldn't even do that. So, wow, you're really ahead of him, you know? <laughs> you're greater than anybody. And And so, you know, I do sort of have these sort of, trigger points within me when people do that because of the simple fact it just doesn't make common sense when it deals with biblical understanding it really doesn't you know and 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 I'm not doubting or I'm not judging that I'm just saying though when it deals with atmospheres and it deals with you know that type of spirituality it's just the truth is if you truly saw something from God if you truly did then let it change you let it just change you. You don't have to open your mouth and, and, and tell the whole world and blab the whole world just how powerful you are and wonderful you are. You get caught up. If you truly got caught up, be like Paul. Let it change your life and shut your mouth, right? I mean, let's just be real about it. If you truly have a spiritual encounter, let it change your life and just hush. Live it out, right? I mean, that's this whole key thing of the, the whole key thing. And that's sort of walk the walk, not talk the talk, you know? And, um, and so with an understanding of the atmosphere, you have to ask yourself these questions of like, if I'm in an atmosphere, is it teaching me something? Is it showing me something I can learn? I can take from it? You know, whether it's knowledge down the street or whether it's knowledge for now. I mean, and the, and the truth is when you deal with the atmospheres, you have to also understand that when we deal with where I'm at in my life in the atmosphere, is that atmosphere, you know, also, is it bringing me something to where joy is just overriding even sometimes my frustration? Because if joy is even overriding my frustration, then you need to be there. You know, if you feel something supernatural that's sort of like entangled around your heart saying, man, I'm just, this job is just over my head, but I just feel okay with that. I, you know, I just get this little joy. I get this little peace about it. Then you know you're on the right path. You're on the right track. And even if you feel like maybe you just don't completely feel at joy, you know, in joy about something, but yet you look at the situation, you say, if there is something that you know is, and here's how I look at it, if it's something you feel like is in over your head because of a lack of knowledge, or it's in over your head because there's a lot of knowledge you don't, you don't get or understand, I would say stay in it. 
stay in it. Why? Because God never places us in places that are just comfortable and places that are just sort of like we've, we've tapped out with knowledge. Like there's nothing to learn here. There's absolutely nothing to absorb here. You know, that's when you know that if it's, if it's truly dried up, you know, then you pretty much have an understanding or an idea of, you know, maybe you took the wrong road, right? Or maybe just maybe you're in that dry place where maybe God is teaching you and training you about learning to speak life into dead areas. See, when people ask me things such as, how do I know? There's never really a step one or step two. And I would honestly say to you, if you know, if you are in the place of the presence of listening to maybe certain ministers that feel as if they're going to give you keys to something, which I love the word keys. Keys are freaking amazing. I love the word keys. But if you feel like people are giving you keys to something that is like step one, step two, to really know completely this or this or this, I would honestly say just question it. You don't have to run from them. Just question it. Because the truth is, you know, we've got to begin to look and realize there's really no key to a, to a structural place called the spirit realm or, or, or discernment because discernment really doesn't have a boundary it doesn't have a wall that says this is what discernment looks like and this is how we should know and this is how we should not know this is really not you have to begin to test that's why the bible says to test the spirits because you've got to test it out yourself you have to learn to weigh it out yourself to say before i jump in and jump out of something because a lot of times and many people that i know of react so much to spiritual things and you really should never react to spiritual things reaction reaction to spiritual things mean I'm in the wrong thing and I jump out. I'm in the right thing. I jump in. No, why don't you just sort of take it easy? Take it easy. Test the waters. Test the spirit. Just see exactly if this thing that you are involved in as far as your atmosphere, you know, test the waters. You know, get yourself absorbed in the waters, first of all, of the, of the atmosphere to just see. Just test it out and see is this a learning curve for me? And it's not even about me learning something that I could utilize right now. Might be down the road I could utilize this information. Or that I could, you know, I need it, you know, or, or just see, Lord, is it something here that I'm in that I need to speak life into because it feels, feels a little dry or dead? Or is it something that is in over my head? Maybe you're teaching me how to overcome and not feel like I'm in over my head. And let's just face it, folks. Iron sharpening iron doesn't always feel good and sound good and taste good and see and, and, and visually, you know, see good for lack of better words or hear good, but yet. It's needed in our lives. And so life is nothing more than a teacher. And this is where I think people miss it, is life is nothing more than a teacher. And when we get into a place in our lives, in an atmosphere, we have to begin to say, you know what? I am teachable because life is a, is my teacher. God has placed in my hands a life. If not, I'd be six feet under dead, right? And so because of that, life is about training me. Life is about showing me. When people ask, tell me, people, there's no saying people used to use in the 80s, and that was, you know, I'm training for raining. I'm training to rain, you know, and I'm like, if you truly believe that, and I'm hoping you do, but if you truly do, then let life teach you. Let the good, the bad, the ugly teach you. Let trials and tribulations teach you. And, and, and even though we can look and say a sickness of God, we can say, no, it's not. It's not of God. But you know what? But still, but still, let me just say this, but still, even if something's not from God, you can still learn from it. There's nothing more empowering to me is if, if I am going through something that is spiritual, that might look negative or bad or evil or whatever it is, does it mean I, I still can't learn from it? No, it means I still can. In fact, there's nothing better than learning, than learning something, empowering yourself with the wisdom and knowledge, even if it's something thrown at you by the enemy. The truth is you can still learn from it. And if you don't 
learn from it, you're destined to repeat it again. So if you really want a true, what we call a weapon of warfare, if you really want a weapon of warfare, then use knowledge. Get the knowledge through the valley of the shadow of death. Get the knowledge through the evil thing that's been thrown at you. Because if you don't learn through it, not just like I bind you and get away from me mentality, because if you don't really empower yourself with wisdom, it's going to happen to you again and again and again and again, right? Because that lack of knowledge is your, is your, is your black hole. It's, it's, it's going to draw you back into it because it has no weapon of wisdom or knowledge that can actually close that door. And so people are so react, reacting constantly instead of responding, they react so much to close this door, close this door, run from it, run from it, as opposed to, hold on, wait a minute, somehow in my life I'm here, and if my footsteps are ordered by God, and even though I know maybe sickness is not of God, I'm here in the situation. I mean, let's just face I'm still here in the situation, right? And because I am, while I'm in the process of, of bringing forth healing to my life and moving into the place of knowing that God wants to heal me and moving to the place of wholeness and healing, while I'm moving that direction, what can I learn through this? How can I allow this to empower me? Because I promise you folks, that'll be your greatest weapon one day, your greatest tool. Because we do suffer from lack of knowledge. And if we're going through something, just learn through it, even in the process of trying to slowly take the stepping stones, to the steps to get out of it. You can still look out and say, man, let me tell you what I learned in the situation. As opposed to reacting so quick to just jump out of it. And then you're like, man, you know, the devil threw something at me. And then you look back and not too much later, you're back in the same boat again, right? So make sure your atmosphere, ask your atmosphere, you know, what is it I can pull from this situation? You know, is it something that I can learn from? Is it something I can pull from? Is the atmosphere that I'm in something that God is showing me how to be a better leader in or a better servant in or to, to impart into as a, as a, as a co-creator with Him or, 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 or taking the wisdom from it or learning more patience from it or learning more grace from it, learning how to love better, you know, because your atmosphere really is, has a voice and it's really trying to say, Hey, I'm just here because God God's given you life and life more abundantly, and I'm just here as an atmosphere to begin to just really turn the temperature up sometimes to to get you a little hotter, you know, uh, and, and get you not get you a place where you can sort of say, wait a minute, is you know, hey, I'm becoming stronger through this because let's just face it, the old saying might be true. I wrote a book on it. If it doesn't kill you, what makes you you know what, uh, what makes you uh, see what is the old saying? <laughs> what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, and it can make you stronger. It doesn't have to, but it can make you stronger. But it's your choice if you want it to make. Make you stronger as opposed to Ooh, that's just, this is bad I'm jumping out of it so quickly because I've always said David had to walk through the valley of the shadow of death David just didn't bind it and run from it you know but you know Peter you know once again you know devil Jesus said the devil's desire to sift you like wheat but I'm gonna play you pray you through it well you know Peter if Peter was smart he was charismatic he'd be like I bind you Jesus and you know in your own name you know for I'm not going through something I'm gonna come out you know and I'm like no even Jesus was smart enough to say I'm gonna pray you through it because there's times when you got to have yourself sifted like wheat to have the tear separated from the wheat and that's so biblical and you know and sometimes people have to have a poverty mindset sifted from them by going through situations to understand what wealth consciousness is and value is and respect
respecting is and honoring is. And sometimes people have to go through situations to say, wait a minute, you know what? I didn't really respect healing and wholeness as much as I did because I took advantage of it. I ate so bad and here I am sick. You know, and so what do they do? They start learning. They start learning through the sickness and getting wisdom and saying, wait a minute, you know, I didn't take care of my body before. I didn't take care of it now. Maybe I should have lost weight. Maybe I should have learned to eat more vegetables. Maybe I should have eaten healthier instead of all this junk food. And so what do they do? They gain a tool through their sickness. And then as God begins to heal them, they come out clean. Instead of like, I come I come against this cancer in Jesus' name and, and I bind it. And they go right back to their dog vomit. Because a dog will return back to its vomit, the Bible says. They return right back to eating unhealthy foods. And they don't care. And they'll, they'll, go, they'll return right back not caring about their weight. And they'll return right back to eating their Hershey's with almonds, right? You know? And because, because of the fact that there's no learning curve. There's no tool. And so they just, like a dog, return right back to their vomit. And then they wonder why they keep on getting attacked over and over again. Because you've got to know what this atmosphere is wanting to bring to you or really what you can extract from the atmosphere. And then you can move on and go from glory to glory. That's the beautiful thing about the kingdom of God is we can go from glory to glory if we choose. And if we desire, and if we learn, and if we, we and if we yield ourselves, and if we take from something, extract. I like the word extract. If we can extract from something, that can we can say, you know what? I'm just draining you. You know, if something's negative or bad or evil, I'm going to drain you of your power. How are you going to drain it? Not by like speaking your words of I just come against this. And no, it's it's draining it by pulling from it the very source of its life. And you empower yourself by extracting that life into you by what? Divine wisdom. Now I, then you can turn around and you can say, now I know why this was thrown at me. Now I know why this tried to stay on me. Now I know what this is trying to do to me. That now I know what I can become from this. And then you become a true overcomer. Right? That's the beautiful thing about the life that God's given us. Because let's just face it, your footsteps are ordered by the Lord. Either they, either they are or they're not. And so God is not in a quick fix microwavable reaction mode of get out of that now. He's in more like, hey, let's talk about this while you're going to this valley. Let's, let's discuss this for a moment. Right? Let, what are you pulling from this that's going to pull and make you stronger? And it's truly going to change your life. Right? It's going to change your life because I'll tell you right now, folks, I'll be very honest with you and blunt, and I mean this with the most respectful grace presence I possibly can. But if I, but, but I'll tell you this, if I ever had cancer, you better, you better bet your bottom that Jeremy is going to change his diet plans. And so what does Jeremy do way before that ever happens? Praise God, because I'm believing it won't ever happen. But you know what? I'm, so Jeremy changes his diet plans and what he eats now. Right? Jeremy takes care of his body now because I'm learning to get my tool, my weapon before anything ever could possibly happen. Right? And that's the key thing. And I say that with total grace and, you know, to every, every one of you, just to know that, you know, sometimes we go through things of life, a bad job, poverty, maybe sickness, maybe, you know, whatever the case may be. And then people say, well, did you attract that? Well, the key thing is whether it's not a time to ask, did I attract it at the moment? I'm in it, right? I, my thing is, let's say, and let's look at our lives and say, what can I do? to pull from this to where it won't happen again. 
Because then you look and say, it's not about, oh, you attracted that because of this. No, don't, don't hurt people with that kind of language. Don't destroy people. Oh, your lack of faith, brother, pulled, you know, made this sickness come on you or this poverty come upon you. Don't throw that at people. If, hey, when somebody's down, you don't destroy them anymore, do you? No. You say, hey, you know what? If I'm in the situation, let me just, with grace upon myself, let me just look and see if there's something I can pull from this. To where, once I'm out of it, thank you, Lord, once I'm out of it, I am destined to never repeat that again. Because I'm, my mind is shifting. My my life has repented, which basically means just turn the other way. You know, awaken into something and go the other direction to where we can look and say, man, I really have a life-changing life now because of what I've been through or the job that I had or the, you know, the, the poverty I went through or the bad relationship I went through because now my life is changing, right? That's what God wants more than anything is a changed life. Not somebody who can say, look at my spiritual muscles. I bind this, you know, and God's like, great, you bound it. You're going to bind it again in three weeks later and you're going to bind it again in two months later because you're just too ignorant. I mean, too, 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 how do I say this? Too stubborn-headed. How's it? How's that? You're too stubborn-headed to learn, and so you're just destined to repeat that vomit again and again and again. Let's be people that can yield to wisdom, and then watch our lives change, and then our atmospheres automatically change. Right. So I really hope today you guys were able to take what I could take from this podcast and learn from it and and absorb it. And I really want to encourage each one of you to really find, this is just literally like a, a 1% out of 100% of what I throw in these books, you know, and, and and finding your place combo really opens the door. It shows you the entrance of really knowing where you belong, why you belong there, you know, what's going on and how to evaluate where you are now to see exactly if you do belong there, you know, and why you're there. And so I want to encourage you guys to go to the website, identitynetwork.net, and just put in the keywords, finding your place combo, finding your place combo. And when you do put those four words in, press that search button. You'll pull up automatically. You can download those three books within minutes, within seconds probably, or you can just order the paperback books and I can autograph them for you with no problem. And my, I can get my, my team to ship them out to you first thing today or tomorrow morning, right? But I really want these in your hands, finding your place combo, because it will help you to grow and to know, grow and growing and knowing, right? Growing and knowing are our two key elements. And you cannot grow. You can't grow without knowing. You just can't. You can't know without grow and grow without know. You have to have the two that work hand in hand together. So think about that today. Download these today. Order paperbacks. And I'd be glad to go autograph them for you again. And I want every one of you to have a great, powerful day. And as always, folks, if you don't like your day, good news for you shift the way you look and shift the way you think and shift the way what you're hearing and when you start seeing a brand new you and a brand new day your whole day will change all right god bless have a great day this has been the thoughts become things podcast with jeremy lopez helping you reach your highest creative potential that god has for you For more episodes, products, and information on Jeremy, visit www.identitynetwork.net.